everyone. Well, every Monday I say we're back <laughs> for Mental Health Mondays with The Refuge. And this has proven to be a really fun and good and um, challenging season of putting out some material for everybody that helps us survive a pandemic. Something that earlier this year was not in our minds and now is a daily part of every bit of sort of making it. And so we have loved the series. We're really grateful um, for all the guests who have come on so far, Friends of the Refuge, in different ways. And we're extra excited about today because um, I am here with Joe Rainey. So her and I have been hosting these together every week. And we have our partner with us, Stacy Schaefer, who is the Refuge Kids Pastor. And she's been a part of the Refuge for way over a decade now, which time flies. And we feel so thankful in our community to have a kids pastor who is also a therapist. And so she um, is a gift to our community because she brings this texture to us that is so needed. And that is helping kids across all ages um, be healthier and to process hard things. And so she helps us because they help us in our community. And so I feel really thankful um, that we get to do this thing together. And one thing about the pandemic to say is that this is hard on kids. And so we don't wanna miss that there are kids really suffering in different ways and trying to find their way. And we focus a little bit on some parent stuff and ways that parents are holding some of these hard things. And we're just really glad to have Stacy with us today to share about um, what this is like through the eyes of kids and how we can be really strengthened um, that way by learning about this. So we're glad you're here, Stacy. Super glad. I'm excited. Uh, Stacy's awesome. She's a good friend and she always gives me like kids toys that are help you concentrate because I have ADD. <laughs> and so I have like a whole stockpile of like little fidgets and little like Play-Doh thingies and it's wonderful. So she's taking care of us and grown-ups and kids. So um, just want a quick reminder that we've got this, um, it'll be a posted on YouTube and then also we have, um, it as a podcast on Spotify. And so it, there's multiple ways to interact and the questions are always there. And I would just encourage you to go through the, uh, the questions, um, after you listen. And if you're able to do that with a friend, that would be great. So, um, look forward to hearing what you have to share, Stace. Hey, um, well, thanks for having me. Um, it has been a great lineup so far. We have some pretty wise friends, so that is super exciting. Um, but as Kathy said, I am a kids therapist, so I specialize in grief. I see a lot of kids um, with anxiety, um, and believe it or not, those things are present right now big time. So I have been um, seeing kids via telehealth which has been its own adventure. Um, but there are a lot of things that um, have, have come up that have been themes. So, um, so I thought that <clears throat> I would talk about the kind, kind of some of the bullet points. So background is that I'm a certified synergetic play therapist. 
And synergetic play therapy um, is a model that was invented by Lisa Dion of the Synergetic Play Therapy Institute. So I have the little blurb of what SBT means so that like I don't make it more confusing. Um, and so, um, and like when I say play, because um, I'm a play therapist, the like language of tweens and teens and young adults, like their words are their play. So you can kind of substitute that in there. But um, so um, SBT is a research informed model of play therapy, blending therapeutic powers of play with nervous system regulation, physics, attachment, mindfulness, interpersonal neurobiology, <clears throat> and therapist authenticity. And so a lot of what that looks like is um, is kind of the the therapist kind of being aware of what they're feeling because the theory is that a kid teen tween is going to set you up to feel the way they feel so i felt a lot of anxiety in this past couple months so um i thought that i would talk about regulating that so some of lisa's teaching um is about um, the the threats of the brain and so we like we all have these are this is across the board like age group um, so it, it's not just kids but since we are talking about kids like my that's gonna be my lens for today so um, there are four perceived threats um, to the brain when you're walking into a room and you're scanning like your surroundings your brain is assessing um, for dangers for uh, physical safety, um, the unknown, um, emotional incongruence, and shoulds or unmet expectations. So I'm gonna talk today a little bit about what that means in relation to our kids. Um, so a, a thing that in SBT that is said over and over and over is that um, as the therapist, your job is to be the external regulator. And so like, I would also substitute in there like with parent or like aunt or friend, you know, like we've ever um, seen somebody that's having a hard time like breathing because of like shock or like nervousness, whatever, like another person, um, it can be helpful if they're like, hey, like breathe with me, you know, just like follow, follow my breath. And like in that moment, the person is being the external regulator. And so I feel like that that's, that's what a lot of um, my role is, like in meeting like with kids online, is to be that external regulator. And so those four perceived threats of the brain, every time I like log in, because um, that's what we're doing now, um, every time I log in, um, like somewhere in the back of my brain, like I'm, <clears throat> I'm assessing for these. So, um, so how that looks like um, in, uh, in a pandemic um, is that in terms of this, so the first one um, is unknown. So a line in SBT is uh, make the unknown known. What that looked like before um, was that um, it's really important to be like, um, you know, to say to the kid like quinoa or whatever. Um, there's 10 minutes, there's 10 minutes left, like a 10 minute warning, right? So that it's not like a shock to the system um, when, um, when, when we're out of time. Or, um, you know, like saying, you know, kind of like a, a plan for the day, those kind of things. And so um, like how that, how that looks now is that uh, there's a lot of unknown. 
right? There's a lot. And so kids come to me um, with a lot of questions. And what's super hard is that none of us know the answers to that, right? And so, you know, like, when will this be over? When will I see my friends again? Am I going to get to go back to school next year? Um, is anyone I know going to die? Like, I can't know those things. Like, and so a lot of what I think is helpful to kids is to, like, make as known as much as you can, right? And I think that it can be helpful um, for kids to, to, like, believe, like, even though it sounds, like, counterintuitive, to know that you don't know, right? Like, because there's so many, like, unknowable things. And I think that um, for, for kids, a lot of times, you know, like in a kid perspective, adults have answers. And we typically do, or we pretend like we do. But right now, we do not. And so, um, I, you know, I've talked with a lot of parents that are just like, they have, um, they have so much confusion and so many questions. And I'm like, I think that it's fair to share with them that like you, you have questions too, and that you are, are waiting patiently just like them. Um, and so like some of the things that how I try to mitigate that in session, like I kind I kind of tell them like, you know, here's, here's kind of what, like what I'm thinking, like I'm thinking that like it appears that you're seeming really like anxious today is is that accurate because it's like it's like name it to tame it to like bring it out so we can like address it um and a lot of honestly like what i i say at the end of every session and one of my tween boys like said it for me apparently like i'm predictable um but i say at the end of every session I'll see you next week. I'll be the one in purple because some things don't change. And um, and one of my tween boys said that on Friday. And he's like, I know. Some of this. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. So um, anyway, so making the unknown known, right? Which in this time, like I'm just going to like honor that that's, it's really hard to do. Um, and so I, I think that, um, you know, in terms of things that are like the stay at home order, the like safer at home. I, I do believe that the more informed our kids are, the better, you know, because a lot of them are like, I've heard my parents say safer at home. What does that mean? Um, and, and I've joked with them that I feel like the next step is going to be called safest at home, but I don't know. Um, and so I think educating them at an age appropriate level is like, is pretty important. Um, and I've had some really good conversations with some of my teen clients that are like, um, that kind of want to know what's going on in the world. And so I like, I'll have conversations with them about like, did you know that there are people like protesting, you know, and they're like, what? And so we've had good conversations about that because I feel like it makes them more informed of the world around us and um, not in a way of like, here's all the casualties that are happening, but just like a wider, wider lens that like I trust that they can handle that kind of information. So, um, so assessing for threats in the brain, the first is um, the unknown. Uh, the second one um, is physical safety. And so that's, that's really primal, right? Like that we like all need to know that. Also in a pandemic, that's kind of scary. 
So um, one thing that I have done personally um, to, to mitigate that with kids is that I don't, I mean, I don't get into politics with kids. Like I'm not going to, um, you know, like talk about um, my, my views on um, like political candidates or whatever, but I have said to kids, um, I, when, you know, when they're expressing concern about like, are they going to be safe? I have said to kids, you know what, like the leaders in Colorado are doing a really good job trying to keep us safe. And so I feel like I have kind of landed there because um, even if their perhaps their parents like fall, um, like don't believe that, I don't think that um, there is harm um, in, in telling them that like they're trying to keep us safe. I, I can't argue the alternative of like, nope, like, you know, it's a free for all. Um, and so I think that I'm telling them, you know, like, or I've, ha I've had them show me like their masks and I've shown like my mask and I'm just like some of those things because it's scary. Um, and something that I have done during this time um, is not fact check. I've talked to a lot of kids who are like, um, who told me that uh, kids can't get the coronavirus. And, um, and so while I know this is false, um, I have kind of settled on the, I'll take it, right? Like you're quarantined. I'm not in charge of like your day. See you for 50 minutes a week. Um, if you believe that you are safe, I'm going to let you believe that right now. You know, it's not like that they're being reckless because, you know, they're eight. And so it's, they're going to go out and drive and like and feel um, like invincible. But if that's what it takes for right now to feel safe, then I'm not going to like argue those facts. Um, so um, that is, this is a case to like see. So my favorite of the um, four threats of the brain um, is emotional incongruence. Um, so I... I feel like that's my life's work is to be like integrated and like congruent. Um, how that looks with, with kids right now, at least in the very beginning, um, I think it was of this pandemic was a lot harder um, because kids said to me, my mom says it's fine, but she's not acting fine, you know, or um, my dad said that like he, there's nothing to be afraid of, but he's kind of like been raging or whatever, you know, all of these kind of things that kids like pick up on because we know kids are paying attention. Um, and so I think right now, like if I, if I had to pick like of the things I would say, um, like assessing for that, um, I think is really crucial, um, that emotional congruence because, um, you know, the, the kids, like, they, they pick up a, a lot more than we give them credit for. You know, I've heard so many times kids say to me, like, my parents don't think I know, or, like, they don't think that I heard them fighting, but, like, I did um, hear this, and so that kind of thing. Um, and kind of, and how that works, you know, because uh, synergetic play therapy puts a high value on therapist authenticity. You know, they're, like, the line is, like, you're the most important important toy in the room and that it's like the therapist conduit is like bringing healing and so I have just been super real with kids you know because um the telehealth 
Um, there, I mean, we all know, we've all now been doing like Zoom calls for like 70 years by now. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's not like, it's not ideal. And so the hardest part of my day, and did you see I almost touched my face, but I didn't. So 70 years in learning. Um, like the hardest part of my day is every session ending it. Um, because I'm, you know, like say my line and then like their faces just kind of fall because it feels so much more dramatic, um, like hanging up. I don't know. than like seeing them out the door, it just, it's, it's just weird. This is like our current like situation. But so I've, I've said to kids, like, they're like, so like next week you won't be in the office. Like we're doing this again. And, um, and I'm like, yeah. And I was like, look, um, I've, I've said this countless times actually. I've said like, look, I get it. Like this model, like it sucks. I have met with my own therapist like this and it's not ideal, but it'll do for now. So I get it. Like it doesn't completely hit the mark. And I swear to you, like kids are like, yeah, you know? And so I think that that, um, I think that it, that's just super important to like own that um as as adults we're all having reactions to these things right like that like i'm not like untouched by everything that's that's gone on you know that it is um that it's affecting all of us and that's this is it's so hard in its uniqueness right because it's not like a small population that some tragedy happened to like we're all going through it together and so i think even more so do we need to be like congruent emotionally to like to model that like yeah like this is lame you know like it it really sucks um and so but it'll do so you know like kathy always talks about paradox you know um and so another thing that um kind of like in that area um, it, I had had a conversation with somebody, um, early into this, like one of my friends that said, like, how are the kids doing? This is probably feeling like a vacation to them because like they're, you know, like they don't, they get to be at home. And I was like, this is not a vacation to them. And, um, and I'm like, and I'll tell you why, but that conversation um, was an amazing springboard for so many conversations in my sessions. So I'd say to like a, a tween or a teen, I'd be like, so I had a friend that said this, and I believe that my job is to be a voice for kids. And I said, I do not believe that it is a vac vacation for kids. What do you think? And so 100% of them are like, this is not a vacation. Um, and, and I'm like, well, tell me why. Tell me like, help help me um explain that like tell me what like what it is like for you so that that has been that was actually really good because kids are like i don't get to see my friends and i don't you know like all the things um you know i'm i'm missing all of these things and so um so i think just like just owning the reality um because uh i think a lot of times with with kids um, people, you know, with good intentions, try to run straight to the like, what's the bright side? And like, you know, and I obviously believe that there's room for that, that that we need those things. Um, but it's it's not helpful to go straight to that, you know, because because they're like, yeah, okay, like I guess, you know, I guess I don't have to do state testing. I've heard that a million times, like that 
kids are like, I don't have to do state testing, but I don't, you know, like get to go to my end of the year dance or, or whatever. And so I think, um, I think just saying the reality of how we feel and like leaving space for them to have feelings is kind of like what I think. So, um, and then kind of the last one, um, the threat to the brain is like shoulds or expectations, which I think that that one is a lot more subtle. Um, I, I see a lot of kids who uh, play competitive sports or like do some, have some kind of thing that, that, that like consumes a lot of their life. And um, to them, it, it appears that it's such like, an, this has been such like an identity suck you know, that it's like, I am not um, like a hockey player right now. And like, all I did, like, was go to school, go to hockey and see you once a week. And like, now, like, I don't have this big staple. And so I'm finding that I'm having a lot of those, like, um, those worth, like, questions, like, come up with kids, like, who am I, if I am not um, a you know, X, Y, Z, like, player, and so I think it's important to note that, because it's, it's hard for a 10-year-old to be, like, I'm having some identity concerns, you know, like, they're not going to say that, um, and so just to kind of be aware of, like, what did they do before, um, because I can tell you on this end that it's always coming up, right, you know, and so I'm continually trying to encourage, like, a bridge communication with the parents, right, like, I'm, like, you know, do you think that that's something that, like, you know, you'd want to talk to your mom about? And they'd be like, no. I'd be like, cool. So we'll continue to talk about it until you do, you know? And so I think that um, that piece can be really kind of tricky. And I think, um, you know, parents, this is uncharted territory. Like, are you kidding? I told one kid, I was like, in grad school, they did not prepare us for how to support tweens in a global pandemic. And she's like, well, aren't you writing a book? Can't you write about that? And I was like, that would be insinuating I know what to do. So, so that might be coming. I don't know once I figure it out. Um, but, but like I have had conversations with parents have told, that have told me back in my day, we would have just played out, played outside. They're on screens all day. Like I, we would have played outside. And I have said to parents, parent, you would have played outside with your friends. That's the issue. On their screens, they are connecting to their friends. And I know far too much about Roblox and Minecraft and Fortnite. I know, I know a lot about those things but I do know in in those things they are able to chat with their friends and I've seen it because they've showed me over and over again um it was one kid um had a um his friend had a birthday last week and I was like oh what did you do and he's like my friends and I we built him a birthday cake in Minecraft and then invited him to it and I thought that was the cutest thing I had ever heard. And, um, and so I think, you know, kids are trying to find ways to connect, you know? And so I, I have really, really been encouraging, you know, like, let's stop feeling like what we should do. Some of those like 
expectations, I want you to find some way to connect with your friends this week. Um, and so I'm like, it's crucial. <laughs> I've said more times <clears throat> than I can count. Developmentally, your social skills are super important right now. So I'm going to need you to talk to your bestie. Okay. Um, and so I think just like realizing that this is just a bizarre time that if they're on their screens, like don't assume that they're checking out because like I've seen it, they are checking in, um, in their, in their ways. And like, and to remind them, um, that like to give themselves a lot of grace. I've seen, I've seen and heard a lot of kids, um, their grades are, are really suffering right now. I'm like in our county, um, you know, they, in Jefferson County, we're in Colorado, they, um, they've said from March 13th, like grades are frozen from whatever grade they had, and they can't go below that, but they can get higher than that, and I was, I was telling one kid that, and she's like, yeah, but there's fine print, um, and so, you know, they have to still complete 70% of their work or whatever, and I feel, but I do feel grateful that the county is, like, saying, like, we get it, like, this is, this is a trauma. Like the expectations are different. So a lot of kids that were like A students are really struggling. And that's again with identity. So trying to mitigate that, like, look, like kid, this is not normal times. Like bets are off and like do what you can and like let go of the rest. Um, and like, I mean, all of them are like our stay at home, like our open book. And I'm like, yeah, because like, does it even matter anymore? Um, and so I've, I've said, I, I kind of don't really care about how your grades are. I care about your mental health. And if like, you're keeping your head above water, that's what I care about. So your parent can worry about your grades. Like I'm not, don't, don't like, um, tell, tell me that like, everything is like, um, terrible because of grades. Like, are you like feeling like solid and secure as you can be in a global pandemic? Great. So and those are kind of like the four um, things that also as adults, we can kind of, you know, like if we're feeling like anxious or like what's going on with my nervous system, um, to be like, you know, it, is, it, is it an issue like uh, physical safety? Is it like emotional incongruence? Am I not feeling connected to myself? Is it shoulds, unmet, um, like, you know, the expectations is a lot of it the unknown, which I would say for a lot of us, it is the unknown because it's unknowable right now. Um, so that's kind of like an, a, a shortened version of like the threats to the brain in relation to kids. And that's me. Awesome. Thanks, friend. Really appreciated that. That was, um, yeah, helpful for adults also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that really everything that uh, you just shared is, is for all of us. And if, there was, if it was summarized into one big thing, it is bringing what's in out mm -hmm. and acknowledging it and honoring it. And so as people, grownups who are in relationship with kids of all ages, is instead of trying to make it be a certain way, just help draw what's in out and hold that as safely as we can. And I love what you said, Stacey, like this just requires so much grace 
and it requires so much gentleness. That's been a theme through all the mental health Mondays is that we haven't done this before. Mm. Parenting is already a brutal thing. And so to add this on um, is really uh, an extra measure that can really pull us under and anything we can do to buff it and to strengthen and to empower our kids to let what's in out in a healthy way um, will help sustain. So uh, we love uh, questions, responding to the questions uh, that Joe creates that are really a helpful way to just engage. And so use those to process and um, do whatever you can. Our hope is always just that you even just glean one thing. There was one thing from this conversation that goes, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that and that that looks different for all of us. That's the big idea for us. So thank you for tuning in to Mental Health Mondays and we'll look forward to next week. Yeah, did you wanna talk about that seminar? Uh, yeah, I guess it would be a good, I, I kind of crossed my mind and I took yeah. it out, but yeah, let's well. do it because <laughs> it's okay. Because, um, you know, and thinking about what Stacey shared, every kid is responding to the pandemic in a different way for a variety of reasons. So personality, realities, ages, parenting, home experiences, kid realities that were, you know, in place March 13th, you know? And so we're all different and we're all trying to figure it out. And so The Refuge is hosting, we do Enneagram workshop. We've been doing Enneagram for a long time. I think like nine years or something. And uh, we've got uh, three Enneagram twos in this conversation. Hmm. Um, that's <laughs> fascinating. They, the refuge is packed with them. And so one of the things that we wanted to do is provide a space to see how through our Enneagram types, we were responding to the pandemic. And so our friend Jen Shagna is going to be, Shagna, sorry, is going to be uh, facilitating. She comes sometimes uh, and she lives in California now. So we're going to be doing it on Zoom, which is makes it easier access for everybody on Thursday, June 4th. And it is Enneagram types in a pandemic. And we're going to look at ways to acknowledge all the unique things about us and how we can honor them, bring what's inside out, and then also find ways to grow and to strengthen and to integrate. So Thursday, June 4th at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Awesome. All right. Thanks, friends. Bye. Bye.